You're listening to the private podcast for The Matrix with Amber Smith. Welcome to the content creation call. I thought I was going to talk about something else today, but I went and saw Taylor Swift Saturday night and I can't stop thinking about storytelling and content. And I think especially if you work intimately with people, like telling your story is very important. So we're going to talk about some of like the thought errors and why we don't share stories, even like not sharing stories, but like we just don't think we have a story to tell, I think is how it shows up. Like, well, I'm just not that interesting or I just don't have that much to say. We're going to talk about that. How to tell stories so that you're not friend zoned, how you come from a place of like mastery, but also like that personal touch that I think is really useful when you work with people one-on-one or just like in a close-knit way, the way that we do. You know, I'm always like thinking about different people in the industry and Why have I hired the coaches that I've hired one-on-one compared to like a Tony Robbins? Like I love Tony Robbins, but I'm not actually like trying to be his one-on-one client. Or I was actually talking to one of my clients and we both love this writer. And I was like, so interesting. Like she loves these books, but like she hired me and it's not because I'm famous or like have a huge following. It's because of that connection. And so I think stories are a powerful way to do that. So the first thing that I wanted to address is like thoughts we have about ourselves. So one of the things that I've shared before is like I have this belief that I'm not interesting. It's like one of my biggest thought errors that really limits what I share. And you all have some version of this that makes you stop talking about yourselves in a way that would be compelling. And it might not be I'm not interesting. So how this would show up for me is I don't tend to initiate I tend to undershare myself, my stories, my accomplishments, my clients. And so what'll be interesting for you to do is kind of evaluate, like, if you were to look at your content compared to someone that you love to follow. Like, I think of ourselves as like the best psychology study you could do, right? If you want to understand marketing, understand how you buy (laughs) and how you've hired coaches, how you ended up in the matrix. Like, how did we end up together, right? It's like a great way to kind of dissect what your clients are going through too. And so one of the thoughts that I've identified in myself is like, I probably have a belief that I'm not interesting. And even if that's not your thought, what thoughts are preventing you from sharing your story in a personal way? It might be like people who talk about themselves are bragging. That might be your thought. I don't know. But like, what kind of thoughts are stopping you from sharing? Because we want to turn this into an abundance statement. If you've been with me for a while, we did this a while ago with the document where it was like, where I once saw lack, I now see abundance. Where I once saw limitations, I now see possibilities. Very similar. So for me, when I flipped this for myself, it was like, I'm not interesting. It was like, I have something that can be of service that is interesting to the people that resonate with my work. Like, I really believe that now. I don't think I'm interesting to everyone, but I do think the stories I have to share are interesting to my clients. And that was powerful enough for me to start sharing more, especially in the beginning. I don't think any of you knew me at the very, very beginning of my coaching. I really was like, no one cares about me. I just don't have an interesting life. Like I would hear all these stories from entrepreneurs that I'm like, they were living on the streets or you know what I mean? They left home at 16 or he was in an abusive relationship and got out of it. And now he's a multi-billionaire. Like I can't compete with that story. The sneaky little thought I'm not interesting. And so I wouldn't talk about myself. I would share quotes. I would share frameworks. But I don't think it resonated because one of the questions that we have to answer for our clients is, why should I listen to you? And I think we answer that with stories. 
So if you're afraid of bragging, if you guys have other ones, put it in the chat so I can add it to the list. But I know for me, it was, I'm not interesting. I know for a lot of my clients, I don't want to be braggadocious. I don't want to be like, look at me. I don't want the spotlight, especially for coaches. I think this is an easy one. It's like, I love coaching because the spotlight's on my client. I don't want to put the spotlight on me. That's exactly how I think they have a better and more dramatic stories. Yes, dramatic. That's a great word. I'm not like the movie. One of the stories that I remember when I thought I was going to be a marriage and family therapist was I'm too young to do this. I also have a very traditional, like I grew up in a home with a mom and a dad. I went to college and graduated. I got married. Like I don't have these stories of struggle and I haven't struggled hardcore or something. So this is like the thoughts that we have about our life and about what we've accomplished stop us from seeing stories in our everyday life, in the conversations we have with clients. And this is where it connected for me when I was listening to Taylor Swift. She tells little stories about mundane life and romanticizes it. So it's compelling and interesting and cute or profound, but it's like little things. And I was like, this is what we have to do as content creators. I'm glad Cindy's on this call because she's a writer and she writes stories. So I'm curious if you have any thoughts, Cindy. I'd love to hear you chime in too. But I think for me, the idea is looking for areas in conversations with clients in my own inner work. When I'm reading a book and the connections I make, when I'm talking to my kids or my husband or a friend, I'm looking for areas where I'm like, I can use this as a way to teach something. So the thoughts we have, we're going to flip it. My story can help someone else. And you'll see the most powerful ways we can use our stories and kind of get over our own fear of showing up or fear of talking about our stories is usually about how it can serve other people. That sharing our stories is not so that we can make look at me. It really is a way to create resonance and a relationship with people. So after we've changed that script, we're choosing a new thought. And I'm going to say it's always about abundance here. Like, what can I give? How can this help? This isn't about me. Then we're going to get into, I'm going to call it like curating. So you're looking for things that are in your life because this is what's going to happen. If you have the thought, I'm not interesting, you're not going to be looking for things that are interesting. You have this default programming where it's like, my life's not that interesting. That was me. I was missing all these opportunities to use something mundane and turn it into something profound or useful. If you're afraid of bragging, right, you're going to kind of stuff down all the things that could be useful for your clients. I think the other thing, this kind of came up, I think on a Matrix call where I was like, oh, no, maybe it was in the American mind. I can't remember. One of my clients was like, I have to write the most profound thing and I'm not that profound. And if you've ever had this thought, especially as coaches, I think we resonate with people who we think are profound. So then we're like, well, I need to be profound. And that's not true. I think the thought I need to be around keeps you stuck and not sharing. It's like a paralyzing thought. So a news that might be like, it doesn't need to be profound. It just needs to be helpful. It's okay if it's cliche. It just needs to be helpful. It just needs to be in the spirit of service. Because I know for me, when I get stuck on trying to be original, that's another one. I'm not original. Maybe you have that story. I know for me, that's been part of my overcoming my own brain in creating content. I'm not profound. I'm not interesting. I'm not original. Why would I create content? When I believe that, the natural progression of those thoughts is going to be me hiding in my life. It's not going to be me sharing my thoughts. It's not going to be me sharing my stories. It's not going to be me being of service in the world, shining my light like the lighthouse we talked about. And so we have to notice these thoughts and switch it before we can ever think about actually sharing stories. 
And so I want to start with it because some of you really believe these things. Like, I'm not original. I have nothing to say. I'm not interesting. I don't want to brag. Whatever it is, and you really believe it, and that leads you to not creating. And so we're picking this new thought, whatever. It could be little. This isn't about me. I'm interesting enough to help someone. Someone's like me, and maybe they are judging their struggle as not that big. It's not that dramatic. I know when I share that, a lot of people are like, I feel that. I haven't had anything so bad that it could be a movie. It's like, yeah, but you still have a human experience that matters. And your insight, the lessons that you're going to extract or curate, like we're going to talk about, can help someone and it can connect you with your clients. And that's what we're here to do. This is something that is helpful for me. I'm not trying to write a best-selling book, especially if you're doing one-on-one work. I'm trying to talk to one person today. I don't need this viral, this legendary story. There's people that do that, you know, and that's great. And I'm grateful. I read their books. I watch their movies and I'm super grateful. But for me, instead of judging myself as not interesting enough, it's like, well, I have something that could help someone. We switch it to abundance. And then your life becomes this place where you can extract and curate stories that can impact people. And that's what I want you to do today. And then after I share this little spiel, we'll do it live with whoever wants to do it live. So I just shared a story in the Miracle Line last week about how my aunt has been calling me. I'm going to give you an example. My aunt calls me all the time. And if I had the story and like my life isn't interesting, you know, I would just handle it and not think anything of it. But because I have this little thought that like stories can impact my clients, I realized I was about to have a boundary conversation with my aunt about her calling me and me not being busy, but still not wanting to talk to her. And I'll share more of the story. But the idea is I was looking for something that I could use for my life that will serve. That's content. So now all of a sudden I'm doing the work in my own life, but it has a dual meaning to me because I'm also trying to see what can I take from this that could help someone else. So my aunt's been calling me. I finally answer. She's like, I know you've been busy. And I had this moment where I could have agreed with her and been like, yeah, I'm so busy. But that's not true for me. I'm not busy. And so I had to tell her like, actually, Julie, like I'm not busy. I just have my priorities and I have to take care of things. Like we could talk about all of that too as an entrepreneur. And then I was able to use that in a conversation with a client. Tiny little moment in my life, conversation on the phone with my aunt. But I can use it now as an example of boundaries, as an example of non-busyness. And so what I want you to do, if you have paper to pen, is just write down little things, little pieces of your life that have happened in the last week that you can use as an example in content. Because I think one of the biggest parts of our work, especially if you're using different channels. We're not trying to be viral, but we are trying to meet new people that might want to work with us one day and build a relationship. You can use your life when you're looking for it. When you have the eyes to see, your life becomes almost like a garden that you can curate with stories. It can be stories about your family. It can be stories about your health or your time management. It can be stories from your business. It can be stories from the past. I think we could look in this last week and you'd have tons of stories for your content. But it can be from six years ago. And you're like, I've never told this story before. And if we don't have the stories like we talked about, like not interesting, I haven't struggled, it's not found enough. And we're looking at it from abundance, you're going to start to see it differently because it's like this can help someone. So when you're looking for your life to curious stories, these are the questions that I like. Is it helpful? Because I think if we go to, is this the most interesting story ever? We're like, nope, it's not. So I'm not going to share it. That's not what we're after. Is it helpful? Is it personal to you? 
Like, is it going to help them know you better? Is it going to help them feel like they have a sense of who you are? Those are useful, even if it's not like, I'm going to break it down into this beautiful framework for your transformation. Sometimes I think people just want to get to know you better. Like, who are you? What have you been through? What have you done? Where have you been? It doesn't always have to end with a pretty bow of like, these are the three lessons that will help you take your life into infinite possibilities. Like, it doesn't always have to be that way. Does it demonstrate mastery? I almost used the word authority. And I think if you've been in my program, Post a Profit, a lot of people start with Post a Profit because I think it has like a sexy title. Make a post, make some profit. And I made it a long time ago and I used the word like authority or expert. I need to remake that course actually because I think the word that I actually want to teach you is mastery, especially if you're being personal and all you do is share the story and there's no sense of mastery and there's no sense of being helpful to someone. That's where we get into like the personal blog or the influencer, which isn't bad unless you're trying to sign one-on-one clients and grow a business. I think mastery helps us stay out of the friend zone when we share our stories. As a rule of thumb, I only share stories that I feel I have a conclusion about. Do I have things going on in my life? Yes, I do. I always do. But especially if I'm on a master class or in here, like where I'm trying to teach something, or if I'm writing content that goes on my podcast, I want to come from a place of mastery so that I don't get friend zoned. That I do have something that I can help you with. I'm here as a guide for you. I am not here to be an interesting blog on the internet. I went to a retreat once and I talked to someone who has a huge following. We're friends. And if she learned how to monetize her account, she can make a lot of money. And she's not making money right now. And she's like, can you coach me? And I was like, yeah, like, let's sit down. Like, what's going on? And what I've realized is she was super personal and super helpful, but didn't come from a place of mastery where she was making invitations like, I can help you. And I think this comes from a deep place of like really not making it about you. When you're really almost like obsessed with, I can help you get better results, you want to share from a place of mastery. And it's not like, look at me on my pedestal. It's more like, I know I can help you. So you're going to make invitations. You're going to share stories from a place of embodiment where you've learned the lesson from the things that you've gone through. You're not going to just leave it open-ended like, yeah, I'm really struggling with my relationship with my dad right now. I mean, that's a story for my life. But if I want to come from a place of mastery, it has to have this like, and this is what I learned. And this is who I became as I went and figured out how to love him and how to forgive him. It's very different than sharing the struggle open-ended. So to me, Mastery means there's a conclusion where I learned something and I became a new elevated version of me. And that's where I'm sharing the story from. Some of you guys have amazing stories, but you don't share it from a place of mastery because you're afraid of what people will make it mean or if they're going to misunderstand you or you're worried that they're going to think you're bragging. When we do that thought work where we're changing it to like, this is about abundance, mastery comes off as some people might interpret it, you know, like you're bragging or that you know, you're so amazing on a pedestal, but the right people are going to be like, I think she gets me. I think she can help me because we don't want to hire people in the friend zone. We don't want to hire people who are, you're like, I don't know, you seem like a mess, (laughs) right? And so I think we have to add this mastery to our stories. Like I said, we can do that from sharing it in the past and talking about what we learned from it and how we grew from it. That might be a helpful time in Post a Profit. I share like, you know, maybe you add like, Number one lesson, number two lesson, number three lesson, or a framework or some 
organized ideas from a story. It could also just be these are the results in the beginning and this is the result at the end. And you show improvement or transformation from yourself. Another way to share stories is from your clients. Sorry, I just saw the chat. So you don't share the journey to mastery in real time. This is a really good question. So you guys know I share my behind the scenes. Some things I don't share until I'm ready to say, like, this is what I learned from this experience. This is a really good question. So I think documenting it might be a better word for what I'm sharing. Like, if I were to, like, go to therapy or get coached or I went to, like, a business thing and I share, like, this is what I'm working on. I'll give you an example. The Matrix is a good example for me. I'm actively trying to make it better, and I've shared that. Now, the specific details of what I'm studying and where I'm getting coached and where I'm getting support... I don't necessarily share those things because I'm working on it behind the scenes, but I have mentioned this is something I'm working on growing. This is something I'm working on making better. I don't know if that makes sense. Do you have a specific example, Ashley, that I can like work through with you? Yeah. So I am talking more about perimenopause on my stories and in the podcast and everything. And I want people to see that like I'm in it right now in case they're in it too. But now I'm like, how much do I share? Am I sharing the right stuff? So... I mean, I'd help you see that you already have some mastery, especially compared to your clients, like all the things you know about hormones, all the coaching, like even just the mindset coaching tools that you have to navigate something that's unknown. Clear because I'm wrong. I don't think a client's going to get on a call with you and magically all their symptoms are taken care of and instantly gone. So what can you give them is new awareness, which is something that you are actively doing of their body, of their mind, what they're making it mean different tools, different supplements, so that they can experiment that it's a journey. It's something you navigate. It's not something that like you get a shot and you're taken care of. So I think you could speak to that in real time. I think your mastery is like, this is how I'm handling it. These are the things that I'm tracking. These are the things that I've improved since I started taking more magnesium or whatever you have to share. It's like still coming from the place of this is what's working for me. And I think this will help you too. Instead of like, perimenopause sucks. That's not messed. No. Is it okay if I look at your Instagram really fast? Of course. As I posted something the other day in my stories where I just said, like, I'm trying to navigate this and I feel like gratitude is one of the biggest emotions that I can tap it. One of the greatest tools that I can utilize during this time is gratitude because I am grateful for my body, even though I am in a totally different phase of my life. And my body is changing and it's different, I still feel incredibly grateful for my body. And even just the way that you're posting. So like, this is the post that I'm on right now. Common symptoms of perimenopause. This to me is mastery because if I was just struggling with perimenopause, I might put a post where I'm like, whoa, perimenopause was wild. I don't even know what I'm doing, period. And just kind of like leave it like, this is just what I'm struggling with. Whereas you're like, Taking on the role of a teacher, which I know is a powerful role for you. And I think it really resonates for your niche specifically. There's a lot of education. So even though you are going through it, you are also educating and trying to support and sharing things that will improve symptoms. And I think especially for coaching, what we do is help people get different results. But we also help people with quality of life by changing their thoughts, right? Even if their physical symptoms aren't changing, maybe a new awareness is all they need to have more grace or to take more rest, or to not judge what's going on. And that's coaching. That's what coaching is useful for. So I actually think you're doing it. Okay. Not be stressed about it. Because the way that you're showing up online for me is like, 
you are still coming from the place of like, I'm a coach. I can help you. I'm not here to be your BFS. Even if I become friends, like I'm not like anti-friends. Like I'm here to help you for sure. Just how you're talking about it. I think you're doing well. Okay. So if you guys go look at Ashley, <laughs> this is how you navigate something and add that sense of mastery. Well, don't research it like you aren't thinking of how they can break down just taking the time to educate and support and build awareness about it. Like you are doing it. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to do my master class in September and I have learned so much and I'm like doing different things and I'm getting different results. And so what I'm like sharing is kind of like the little teasers almost to like what's to come in September. Is that fine? Yes. I think that's great. I also think I'm curious you know, you could talk about different stories that you feel like you could high a bow on even just a few weeks ago. I don't know. Maybe like when you noticed that you were in perimenopause and you're like, this is perimenopause. That happened in the past. And so I think you could speak about that in a way that someone who's just realizing like, I think this is something different. Like yeah. I have this sister who's like, she thought she was pregnant for a week, but she's like, there's no way I'm pregnant. Like my husband had a vasectomy. Like what's happening, you know? And so it really freaked her out. And then she realized, this is perimenopause because it was just different symptoms. And so you could speak about that realization from a place of mastery because it's done. And you could talk about it from a place like what you were worried about and where your brain was doing and like how worried you are or how uncomfortable you were or whatever it was. And talk about what you did during that season to come to a place of peace of mind or what feels like I'm done with that initial fear or frustration more peaceful place with it like that's a story you could tell even though it's about you it's still coming from a place of mastery because it's helpful it's personal and it's like here's how you can get to peace of mind too okay but you don't recommend getting on instagram and being like today i'm really struggling with the fact that like my body is changing or like i'm older you can this is what i would add here's how i'm taking care of myself today if i think about influencers like, there's nothing wrong with employers. I hope you guys know that. It's just we're in a different profession. So there is some influencing, like where you're sharing and being personal. But I think if you want to take it to the next level, add a few things about how you're taking care of yourself. You're like, perimenopause is right in my world today. On days like this where it's really hard, three things that I do that always make me feel better that I hope helps you too is da da da. So that's like that bow where you're like wrapping it like, and here's some mastery because I am a coach and I am here to help you. I'm not here to complain about my problems. Yeah. Talk about my problems so that you can relate, so that you know I'm not this random person, but I have tools and ways of helping you. Love it. Thank you so much. Yeah. Anyone else? Yeah, Jules. Yeah. Stories. <laughs> I need some help with that because I am not talking about that. Yeah. And. It's funny because the I talk to you and get to know you, the more stories that you tell me. Yeah, well, that's why I'm okay to talk about my stories like this <laughs> or yeah. in person. So that, what happened in your brain when you think about sharing it to your audience? I think one that I have is I cannot make it so eloquent that it goes into 90 seconds. And another yeah. one, perhaps I am not concluding in that profound statement because perhaps I'm not owning my identity I'm a coach in that social media realm yeah I think that the whole concept this just fascinates me 
And I sort of cannot even comprehend my head. <laughs> it's like you post things, you make these pretty pictures, and then people pay you. It's still like, hey, I sit with it. And I'm yeah. like, that is so easy and almost magical. Yeah. But there's something in my head is like, really? What? <laughs> and yes, I have the evidence and the examples. And like, you're the most realistic person from the social medium. So that's why like, yeah, I can totally relate. So like Tommy Robbins is fine, but I would not go and hire him. But, so like, yes, that real person that you can engage with, especially for one-on-one. It's such an intimate container that it's like, you really do want to know the person. So I think there's two phases of content. I wrote them at the bottom. Phase one is get yourself a result and talk about those stories. And I think, Jules, you have a lot that you can share about the results that you've gotten both in business and in life that mindset work or changing your beliefs or even like, I know you do a lot of somatic work with your body and your breath. You could share that that you got yourself results. And I do recommend sharing these kinds of stories where you're talking about yourself. If you're a brand new coach or you don't have that many clients, a lot of the stories you're going to talk about is yourself. This is what I did. This is how I got through a hard time. These are the things that I did to make peace with perimenopause. These are the kinds of things that I did when I was a burned out doctor, since I see Bonnie and Angela here. <laughs> Phase two, I think, is where you share others' results. And Jules, I know you have these too. So you might make a list of what are all the things that I've done in my life where it's like there was a point A and a point B. There was a me before and a me after. What happened? What was the story that got me to point B? You used to be very superstitious. You had like beliefs and then you learned that that was a form of creating with your mind, right? Like the superstition was your brain believing something so much that it felt true. And then you changed your brain, you changed your mind to believe something different. Point A and point B. That's a story. Used to think people got lucky. Here's a great one for you. I used to believe people got lucky. People were successful, like it just happened to them. And then what? The luck is what I created through hard work and opportunity. It was kind of interesting that we were in Siena at this cathedral and they had this painting. So there was a woman and she was standing with one leg and something very unstable, like a ball or something. And with the other leg, she was standing like in the water. And the guide that we had, she said, and this is the statue of luck. And see how she stands on different unstable surfaces? Because you cannot rely on luck. <laughs> it's not reliable. <laughs> That's a story. Maybe having some kind of prompts that lead to the mastery piece. Because that's where I, I guess, still am in my journey because I'm not quite owning my mastery or that where I am and what I've done is important enough. I guess you have it here. <laughs> or like big enough. Yeah, like big enough. So yeah, what would be prompts that maybe you recommend to say, and this is where I am right now. You always have to remind yourself that there was always a point A and a point B. So the now moment, this is like more of like a meta conversation, but I think it's important. Now is always point A and point B. Where you are now is a transformation from where you used to be, right? You've improved, you've grown, you've done things better than you used to. That's what you want to share most of the time. When you get coached, 
when you're working, doing the inner work, or when you're like breaking through your limiting beliefs, that's I'm at point A and I'm not at point B yet. I'm in a different sequence. I think that's part of the juxtaposition of being a coach is you're always going to be a work in progress. That can make you believe that none of those other things count or that they're not interesting enough to share or no one wants to hear about it. That's an error. You've accomplished things that are great. Are there other things that you want to create? Yeah. But don't discount all the things that you've done. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like if we just take this example. Yeah, like from my trip. So that's what I was thinking. I mean, it was a complicated trip and all that routing changed and all of that. So and I knew I handled it well because I really didn't feel like I was worrying or creating all of those what-if case scenarios like I would have done in the past in my surviving mode. When I felt a little bit of anxious, I was just like, okay, it's there. So I kind of sat with it, just looked at it from the bigger picture. And I think the question I was asking was just like, okay, if I look at it three years from now, what's the big deal? Okay, there's no big deal. Well, we might just add an extra day in the flight and sleep in this little tiny hotel at the airport where the bed was upstairs. Pause. What you just described is content. You could make a real podcast episode, a post, all about what you just said, which is basically when things aren't going as planned, a tool is to zoom out three years in the future. Does this still matter? Does this still make me super negative? No, because you have perspective. So bringing that perspective into this moment, like I have more peace of mind and I'm okay. I'm not freaking out. That's content. So just to kind of learn to shrink it. I think that's where I stuck probably. That's why I gravitate to going to a sort of a podcast format because yeah. that's what I think holds me back because I have to say it. <laughs> so like practice saying it, like a lot of words to make a point. And then I guess from there, going to the 90 second version. Yeah. Yeah. For you, I think editing will probably be part of your content process, right? Where it's like, I have this long story. I'm going to pull out the basic big ideas that I want and put it in a post. But what I love about story is you can think of it like an accordion. Depending on where you're sharing the story, it depends on how long you want it to be. So like if you wanted to share that whole experience on a podcast episode, you could probably draw it out for 30 minutes. You could talk about the details of like how stressed you were and where you were and why it was happening and all the emotional roller coaster you were on. And then when you realize like, well, if I zoom out three years, like you could just draw it out. But if you're going to put in an Instagram caption, you need to make it shorter and you can do that through editing. So for you, you might start with a long form and then condense it for a post on Instagram or email. And that might be your process. Okay. And any coaching for me to own my mastery in the story? <laughs> I think give yourself more credit. I think you discount yourself because you started your coaching business recently. But the skill set of coaching and the transformation that you've experienced by changing what you believe, you have dramatic results. So yeah. you can it even though it's not since I've been a coach, you can use those stories as examples. So you have mastery for this work, even if you're working on mastery in business. Does that make sense? So yeah, we're working on my personal mastery. You already have evidence of that. Yeah, I do. 
And I think this is where a lot of coaches find themselves. They think, I don't have mastery in business, therefore, I don't have a lot of mastery in coaching. And that's not true. You have mastery in coaching and transformation and changing your life. You're developing mastery in your coaching business. Those are two different skill sets. Don't mix them. Well, and maybe that's where I also get stuck because it's like I'm creating a business and charging money for my yeah. personal mission. I don't know. It just feels so <laughs> crazy to me. <laughs> Even though like I had a thought before, like I get paid for who I am or for being me. Like that was a good thought. And now it's like maybe it becomes reality and I'm not quite ready to receive. Well, and I think it's an incomplete thought. It's okay. close. You get paid for being you, but it's always about service, right? It's like by being you, other people change their lives. It's not just like you showing up, talking randomly. It's like people's lives are changing. That's what we get paid for is that value. Yeah, so just create more of a practice to focus on service and changing life. Yeah. I think the thought that's missing from you is your stories can impact people for the better. I wonder if you don't believe that. Like if you share stories from your past about possibilities and manifesting and transformation, that could change someone's life. It can. Yeah. So strengthen my belief first. I had an interesting conversation on the plane, right, to here, to home, sitting with a lady. And she happened to be a published writer. Oh. We had a conversation. And I was kind of coaching her. And she kept saying, wow, wow, wow. And she had like tears in her eyes. But she was that perfect client who is on the same vibe. Like, talk about. <laughs> I was just being and it was flowing and she was receiving and just kept saying, I have to sit with it. It was a good representation, just like that evidence from what we talk about in the talks here. I was like, okay, I think I experienced that. <laughs> um, and you have to keep doing like a buoy. Like you have to buoy up your belief with stories like that. Like that's what you remember. That's what you focus on instead of the times where it didn't happen. Like we need to look for the evidence that supports the belief that we want, which is you're a powerful coach. You change lives. Like, yeah, I changed that woman's life on the plane. I'm always changing lives. All right. Can master my stories. Yes. And I think for you, it'll be like, my stories are already enough to help people. They don't need to be any different or more grand. As they are now, they can help people. They're enough as they are. Yeah, I have goosebumps when you said that. Must be true. Yeah. <laughs> Good. I think the next part is actually publishing because I think this is where you get the feedback and you get to hear what resonates and what doesn't. And you get to tell your story lots of times. That's another thing that I think all of us could work on is sometimes it's okay to share the same story again and again. I used him as an early example, so I think it's a useful thing to share. If you listen to Tony Robbins on all his interviews, he uses the same stories. If you binge people, right, and you're like, I've heard this story before, and I still listen to his content. Because for me, I get something different out of it, right? It's like why we read books. But I also, he maybe shares a different insight or a different way of thinking. Anyway, I use it as an example because sometimes you're like, I already shared that story. I'll hear this sometimes. I already talked about that on my Instagram. I already talked about that on my podcast. And I'm like, say it again. 
we don't have to come up with stuff sometimes. A lot of times it's saying what you've already said in a different way or maybe a longer form way or maybe you're adding new details or you're just sharing it again because business is about doing the same thing for new people. That's how you grow your business. The people who've already heard it will probably read it and get something new out of it. And a lot of people will say, I've never heard you say that before. And so sometimes you're overlooking a story you've already talked about, probably because of this left column, like these thoughts, like I'm not that interesting. I'm not original. Like I'm not good enough for my audience. Like I don't want to reshare a story because they've already heard it before. And I think you're missing out. So publish and republish stories, content from the belief that it's going to be helpful for someone, from the belief that it can help. So always start with what you're thinking about. My go-to thought is like, this isn't about me. That feels abundant to me. And I'm interesting enough for the people who resonate. Whatever it is for you, like find a thought that gets you into curating and publishing, because I think that's the secret that we get out of that stuck feeling or when we make it about us or when we notice that we haven't been sharing or making offers or publishing anything. It's because of a story. And we often will think it's because we don't have anything to say, but usually it's because of belief we have about ourselves. That's where we start. Once you have the new thought, then you can curate lists of stories. Like I think having a story bank might be helpful where it's like, that's a good story. I'm going to remember that. Using your life as it is right now as a way to generate content, helpful, personal, and does it reflect mastery? And then be in the habit of publishing a lot. Back to Taylor Swift, because that's how I started. The woman publishes so many songs and albums and she has her whole life. That's how you get to mastery. It's not by hiding until you're good enough. How can you get better if you don't even let it out, right? How can you become better at writing if you never write? How can you ever get better at video if you're never on video? How do you get better at podcasting if you never podcast? How do you get better at blogging if you never blog or writing emails if you never write emails? This is the hard part is you get better by doing it and reflecting on it. So if you haven't published in a while, publish today. That's my invitation for you. I'll leave these last few minutes. Who wants to work on their content in real time or has something from either something we shared today or just in general that I can help you with about content? Bonnie, hi. Just got back from Europe yesterday, so I missed the last one. Welcome. Thank you. I think I told you that I went through that whole thing with Ken, so that kind of pushed me off where he had that post-op complication. So I had stopped publishing for a while, but I was in a really good habit of publishing something Monday through Friday, which I felt I was fine with. I've kept my content pretty generic. And I guess I was kind of like going back and forth. So that was really helpful with what you had said to Ashley too. It's like you want to tell them that you've struggled also so that they can relate to you, but you don't want to come across as not having the mastery. So I think this is really helpful. I just haven't really known like how much do I let them know me? I don't know. I've just been like with the balance, you know, I just haven't really mastered that. Obviously, it's just practice. But he had said was helpful with the master, just stories, past family health, and what did you learn from it? Because I do feel like I'm just being too generic and they're not getting to know me. Especially in the context of what you'll do with them. So in general, what are the top three things they struggle with? Your potential ideal client? Oh, gosh dissatisfaction with work, exhaustion, and it's the same themes over and over again, which I'm talking about. And I was just there. I just did a post on, and I think it was after I listened to one of your talks last time, 
how I had really struggled with what happened with Ken. I didn't go into any details, but what helped me through it was my gratitude and using my support system. So I guess it's really just coming up with more stories like that. And you don't have to necessarily get into the details. Yeah, I think you can be as vague or as detailed as you are comfortable with. With my patients, I share a lot. My patients like yeah. know so much about me. Know I've gone through all this infertility. They know I had IVF. I mean, they know all of it. And I don't mind because it makes what well, I just feel like when they're struggling with it, it helps them to know that I can relate. And I think they appreciate it that too. It rules applies to your client. It might not be about IVF. It might right. be about work as a physician. You don't have to go super detailed, but knowing that you used to struggle and now you don't, that's the big story that you want to share in lots of micro ways. So the big story is if you're a burnout, right? Because it's the burnt out position that you want to work with. So your story is I used to be here and now I am not. I am. <laughs> oh, for, for this trip. So it's just like feeling like kind of a fake. But I mean, I guess it's just keeping it real yet keeping the mastery there. Yes. So like Ashley, I'll share with you, you have tools and awareness that you could even say, I am burnt out. I guarantee a lot of people don't know how to even say like, I'm burnt out and need support or I need to rest. And that will be part of your work is like admitting you're burnt out. You need to rest. You need to ask for support because that seems natural to you, but that's probably not natural for them. And I'm still nowhere near where I was before. Like I still have so many tools. So it's just Letting right. Me. You have tools and I would say awareness that a lot of your clients don't have. And that's why you have mastery. And that's why you're going to offer to support them. Yeah. It's not the blind leading the blind. That's a problem. Right. right. Like people who are like trying to do something that they've never done before. Like that's not what we're talking about. It's like, no, like I went through this process. I know how to help you. These are the things that's like what you said, gratitude or a nap or getting support, having a hard conversation. Like those are the things you're going to help them with. And those are your stories. All the right. micro things that you've done. Yeah. Very helpful because I wasn't sure just how to bring that in. But I just knew that I wasn't feeling like I was saying enough about myself. Because know. this is something that I think about a lot. Like You can get motivational quotes. I don't know if you guys follow motivational quotes like any social platform. I do. Ask me if I've ever thought about hiring them as my one-on-one coach. Like, no. Why? Because it's generic or it's someone else's ideas, right? So my dad is an executive coach and he had me like look at his content. And I was like, dad, you're sharing like all these quotes from other people, but that's not why people are going to hire you. Like they don't care how many quotes you have. He's like, well, what should I say? I was okay. like, your story, like what you say, what you've been through. That's what makes you different than a generic post online. So a picture of you and a story about how you were burned out and how you had the hardest conversation of your life and what happened after, that makes you very real. That's good. Thank you, Amber. You're welcome. There's people that are going to just be so grateful they found you. Come alive. That word that comes to you, like, come alive for your people. Like, what makes you you versus some motivational blog online or some random book in Barnes & Noble. It's you and your story. Okay, then my challenge is to publish. If you haven't published in a while, publish something. What I love about content is sometimes it can be long, sometimes it can be short. Just something can get you past that, like, paralyzation of not doing anything so just ask is it helpful publish it get it out and get rolling again and if you're working on more of like the mastery piece i think this sounds funny like you're the worst person to ask but like your life because you lived your life so it's not interesting it's not compelling to you because you're like this is just how it is 
But for other people, it's new and it's a different perspective that can be really beneficial. So don't undercut yourself that way. Just notice there's stories that are already bubbling up. Maybe it's something that you haven't thought about in a while. Maybe it's something that you just went through. Just ask yourself, would this help someone if I shared it? Would it resonate with someone in my audience? And then publish it. Okay, then I will let you go, ladies. I will see you next week. Next week is an Ask Amber Anything open coaching call. So I'll see you then. All right. Bye, Amber. Bye.